The framers intended impeachment to be used frequently to check the extensive powers of the executive and thus the executive's tendency to abuse that power. The president's explicit powers are enormous. Through custom and practice and under the influence of the ideology of progressivism that places a high value on centralized power, those powers have expanded even further. Yet impeachment has had little impact on recent history. With the exception of the commencement of impeachment proceedings against Richard Nixon and the actual impeachment and acquittal of Bill Clinton, impeachment has been largely absent from American politics in recent decades. It can even be argued that the lack of use of impeachment has led us to our current plight. For generations, and significantly in the progressive era, 1912 through the present, presidents have basically done whatever they want with respect to war and covert foreign action without fear of impeachment. Wilson, FDR, Truman, LBJ, Nixon, Bush I, Clinton, Bush II, and Obama have engaged in various illegal, dishonest, immoral, and just plain stupid foreign wars and covert actions while paying no legal price. Ironically, Clinton was impeached not for engaging in a war against Serbia without a declaration of war, but for lying about sex. This congressional lenience and inaction has encouraged presidents, including obviously Obama and potential President Clinton, to think they can do whatever the hell they want in foreign affairs. The threat of impeachment has largely been reserved for blowing off steam against presidents whose policies we dislike. Like the boy who cried wolf, the many threats of impeachment have served to discredit the general concept. The impeachment of Clinton also degraded the concept as many perceived that he was being impeached largely because of a personal hatred of him and not for any offense that would merit impeachment. Lying about having sex with a young intern when such lies appeared to be part of a partisan perjury trap and which did not involve actual official misconduct is not grounds for impeachment. Alas, as the tale of the boy who cried wolf illustrates, sometimes there actually is a wolf. Sometimes there actually are high crimes that merit impeachment. This book has made that case. We can quickly rule out legal options other than impeachment. In theory, officials who wage war without legal authority could be prosecuted for crimes, either domestically or under international law. Neither is going to happen. The U.S. Justice Department, run by an Obama appointee, is not going to indict President Obama or Hillary Clinton for murder or lesser crimes. Realistically, such prosecutions are only aimed at low-ranking officials. The same is true under international law. International law simply doesn't apply to the big powers or their political leaders, writes Seamus Milne. All 28 people charged by the International Criminal Court have been from Africa. Obama and Clinton are, as they say, too big to jail. Impeachment, a procedure controlled by a separate branch of government, the Congress, is the only feasible option for justice. Should impeachment be avoided for a president who is near the end of his term? Obviously not. Should such a rule or custom be adopted, it would be tantamount to giving that office holder a free ride to engage in misconduct so long as it is timed to occur late in his term. Even if an official is removed near the end of his term, such a penalty provides justice in that instance and creates a powerful deterrent effect against misconduct by future office holders. 
Is it proper to impeach someone who has recently been elected? Yes. Every impeachment involves the removal of an elected official and is therefore undemocratic in a technical sense. However, the very Constitution that allows this to happen, and which allows for the election in the first place, was also voted on democratically and can be changed at any time through democratic procedures. Yes, but impeaching Hillary Clinton flies in the face of the right of the people to vote for the candidate of their choosing, and by voting for her, they have already vetted her on Libya and Syria. False. First of all, the argument assumes that the voters had access to all relevant information, and the truth was not smothered to death by a complex web of lies.